So in these times of um, the meditations for well, four of them throughout the course of the morning, more important than anything I say is, um, you know, our Lord Jesus, we, we just prayed, we firmly believe our Lord Jesus is here um, in the most holy Eucharist, Jesus who gave up his life for us, um, the only begotten son of God the Father. And he's here. Uh, he sees you. He loves you. And so more important than anything that I say and more important than, um, than me is that you talk to our Lord in these times. And what I'm going to do is I'm, you know, we're going to read through some different parts of scripture that you can be praying with over the next 45 minutes, uh, 15 here in the chapel, 10, 15 here in the chapel. And then, you know, the half hour, just time for quiet, reflective prayer. Um, but you just talk to the Lord, uh, you know, and if you want to stay here in the chapel between now and 1130, um, do that. Like, that's great. Just, you know, whatever you have on your heart, whatever you want to talk to the Lord about, whatever is um, been bothering you, whatever's worrying you, concerning you, whatever it is, like, you just you just talk to the Lord. And my, what I'm saying is really just meant to be a, um, a help for that, you know, kind of some different, some different points. But it's not a class or anything. It's more just, you know, your conversation with the Lord Jesus is, is most important. So we read in Luke's gospel. While people pressed upon him to hear the word of God, he was standing by the lake of Gennesaret. And he saw two boats. This is uh, Luke chapter 5, the very beginning of Luke chapter 5, if you want to read along. You probably have a different translation than I do, but it all works. And he saw two boats by the lake, but the fishermen had gone out of them and they were washing their nets. Getting into one of the boats, which was Simon's, he asked him to put out a little from the land. And he sat down and taught the people from the boat. And when he had ceased speaking, he said to Simon, put out into the deep and let down your nets for a catch. And Simon answered, Master, we have toiled all night and took nothing. But at your word, I will let down the nets. And when they had done this, they enclosed a great shoal of fish and their nets were breaking. They beckoned to their partners in the other boat to come and help them. And they came and filled the boats, both the boats, so that they began to sink. When Simon Peter saw it, he fell down at Jesus' knees, saying, Depart from me, for I am a sinful man, O Lord. For he was astonished, and all that were with him, at the great catch of fish which they had taken. So also were James and John, the sons of Zebedee, who were partners with Simon. And Jesus said to Simon, do not be afraid. Henceforth you will be catching men. And when they brought their boats to the land, they left everything and followed him. That scene right there from the beginning of Luke's gospel of the call of St. Peter. Um, it's so beautiful for so many of the details. And the Lord, um, he takes some very deliberate steps in the way that he calls us. And so this first little meditation is just about discipleship, about how the Lord calls us to follow him, uh, that we're called, we're called to be disciples of the Lord, right? What should be my most fundamental identity? Well, my most fundamental identity is that through baptism, you are adopted sons and daughters of God the Father. That is your most fundamental identity, that God the Father has adopted you in baptism. And then that's lived out in following the Lord Jesus, that, you know, we believe 2,000 years ago, this man showed up and started 
doing and saying things that only God could say and do. And people believed him. And then that is the Christian religion. That is what we practice down to this very day, that Jesus Christ um, claimed to be God and did things that only God could do. And that our whole lives now, our whole lives uh, need to be marked by following him. There's a saint uh, whose picture is right here, actually, Saint Jose Maria Escriva. And he wrote in uh, one of his first books, a book called The Way. Uh, it's like the second point of the book. How I wish your bearing and conversation were such that on seeing or hearing you, people would say, this one reads the life of Jesus Christ. You know, I wonder, do people, do people think that? You're, you're all about to be confirmed. A week from today, you're going to be confirmed. Um, and I, like, can people say that? Could they say that about me? I'm a priest, right? Uh, you know, this guy right there, Father Casey, he reads the life of Jesus Christ. You know, I wonder. Um, but that's what our whole life is supposed to be about, that we uh, follow Jesus Christ, uh, that we follow, we listen to him, we learn from him, and that he calls us. Lord, you call us, you call us personally to follow you, um, each one of us by name. And so when we hear about this, you know, this occasion on the Sea of Galilee with Simon and Peter, I mean, just close your eyes for a second and think like this actually happened. Um, so much of the Bible, when we read it, like it, it sounds like fairy tales to us, um, but we really have to consider like this, this really happened. This was, this was a real thing. And so... Uh, the water, like the water is making that, that water noise, whatever that is, the, the waves. And it's, you know, there's probably birds and seagulls and, um, you know, it's, it's the morning time. It's the sun is up, but it's, it's the morning time. So it's probably right around the time it was now, maybe just a little bit later. And so it's not quite hot yet, but it's getting there. And there, there's these crowds and there, we hear they're pressing in on Jesus to listen to him, uh, that, that Jesus already, we're only in chapter five, and the first three chapters are before he really starts his ministry in Luke's gospel. And already people are like, they're just like pushing to get to him. It's a mob scene. And so what does Jesus do? He gets into one of the boats we hear. He just gets in. It's the boat that belongs to Peter. And he doesn't ask for permission. Uh, this is the cool thing about the Lord. Jesus doesn't ask permission. Right, he just gets into the boat. He's just, I need a place to sit uh, and teach so this crowd doesn't crush me. Uh, I'm getting into that boat there. And he asks Peter then to um, just put off a little bit off the, off the shore so the people could stand on the land and he would be there in the boat and he would teach them and they could hear him, but they wouldn't be crushing him. Um, and so they do that. And, you know, I kind of think of Peter in this situation. When you close your eyes, you actually think, like, what was this like? So they had worked all night long. So they were cleaning their nets, right? The nets get all the gross seaweed and the, just the slime from the water. And they're cleaning them. So they're working. And Jesus is teaching. And you kind of think maybe Peter is like, yeah, whatever. Like, he could do his thing. I'm going to do my thing. And maybe in our, our Catholic life, this far, that's where we've been, right? Jesus, you do your thing over here, and we're going to be in the same boat, right? We're in the same room right now, we're, but you do your thing, and I'm going to do my thing. And maybe we even think, like, that's what today is, that today, um, Jesus, you do your thing, whatever, like, and I'm just going to stay removed from it. I don't really care. 
I'm just going to, um, I'm going to do my thing, right? I don't have my cell phone anymore, so I can't do too much of my own thing. But whatever happens today is not going to affect me. I'm not going to let it change me. It's not going to bother my life. It's nothing. I'm just going to, it's just two and a half hours more. I'm just going to get through it. And that's probably what Simon was doing right there. He's probably just like, look, I just got to clean my nets. This guy wants to talk while I'm doing it. What, but maybe he's like listening a little, right? Maybe he's like, oh, that sounds interesting, whatever. It's all good for that the crowd of people there, but not me, I'm a fisherman. And then at a certain point it happens where Jesus says, put out into deep water, enough of the games. Now you, Simon, you got to do something. So go put out into the deep water and put your nets down for a catch. That sometime today, the Lord Jesus is going to say something similar to each of you in the depth of your heart where it's time to forget about the games, forget about the casual relationship, like you, right now. Let's get real about this. Let's actually make this a, a real moment. Put out into deep water, and those deep waters of our hearts, right, those areas, those big life questions, those bigger things going on, the stuff I just kind of ignore and stay numb with my phone and I don't really want to deal with, all of that, that Jesus says to us today at some point, um, Put out into deep water. Let's make this a real thing. And you know what? Um, Peter, he has an excuse at first. He's like, look, Lord, Master, we worked hard all night. We caught nothing. And not only that, we just finished cleaning the nets. Right? Think, they were cleaning the nets. They just finished cleaning. It's kind of like... If you cook a big dinner, right? You cook a big dinner using all these pots and pans and dishes and everything and you eat and then you finish and you scrub everything clean and then someone comes over and is like, we're going to cook you food. Right? No, no, I just finished the pots. Like, you know, you're getting something from the microwave. Uh, it's not, you're using disposable plates, right? Uh, and maybe that's what Peter was like. He's like, we just cleaned all these nets and we worked hard all, they had been worried, they hadn't slept yet, right? You think you're tired. They didn't sleep at all because they were working all night. They kind of work second shift, so they're supposed to go home and sleep now. But okay, like, Lord, we worked hard all night. We caught nothing. But at your word, I will let down the nets. And that is the moment. At your word. And in your hearts, each and every one of you, as the Lord at some point says today, put out into deep water. You may say, like, I've tried this religion thing. I'm not into it or I just don't want to deal with it, or I'm not getting any answers, or I'm confused by it, or whatever. Okay, Lord, we've tried this before. We've been here before. But your word, your word, we'll do it again. We'll try that again. Um, and then look at what happens. They catch a ton of fish, right? They catch, like, think, have you ever seen, it takes a lot for a boat to sink because of what's inside it, right? Just the physics of it all, like, it takes a lot for a boat. And this is a boat that's designed to catch fish. And we hear that they caught so many fish that the boat was going to sink. And so they called to James and John, who were in another boat, to come and help them. They caught so many fish that both boats were going to sink. Right? Like, that is a crazy amount of fish. That's, like, unfathomable to catch enough fish that two fishing boats are going to sink? I mean, that is, that's miraculous. It's a miraculous catch of fish. And that's, you know, the Lord, if you open up your heart to him today, 
If we're open to his call for our life, uh, if we're open to going into the deep with him, what he can do in just this two and a half hours uh, will be incredible. What the Lord can do in our lives. He can transform us from a grumpy fisherman who's just sitting in his boat cleaning his nets into St. Peter, uh, the successor of the vicar of Christ himself, whose successors are the popes, right? He could transform us totally if we just give him this time. Our call is to follow the Lord, that we need to follow the Lord Jesus every moment of our lives, um, throughout each and every day. How we wish that the way we lived and acted, people would say, that is a disciple of Jesus Christ. Uh, Mahatma Gandhi, who was not a Christian himself, said, if all Christians acted like Christians, there would be no non-Christians, right? That's, that's kind of a, a pretty strong critique. If all, if all of us who claim to be Christians actually acted like it, everyone would want to follow Jesus Christ because of the love and the charity that we exhibit, because of the peace of soul that we have. And so, Lord, as we come here before you today, we ask you to just be with us. Open our hearts. Let's not keep you at an arm's length, but rather um, let's follow you. Let's put out into the deep. And as you call each and every one of us in our own way uh, to trust you today, uh, to listen to you, and to lower our nets again for a catch, to try again with you today, Lord, um, we ask you to just bless us and open up our hearts so we, like St. Peter, uh, may have the courage to respond faithfully to your call, um, so we can know you and love you uh, and follow you in a deeper way.